This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. Today we have a special edition of the LJS podcast because we are celebrating the two-year anniversary this month of our LJS Inner Circle membership, and we're going to share six lessons, six important things that we've learned from our jazz community, specifically our most successful members. So whether you're a non-member or a member of our Inner Circle, you're going to learn a lot about how to become a better jazz musician the most effective way through community in this episode, and we have a very special guest to join us. Let's do this thing. Welcome to the LJS Podcast, where you get weekly jazz tips, interviews, stories, and advice for becoming a better jazz musician. And now your host, he's a jazz musician, author, and entrepreneur, Brent Bartstra. Hey, what's up? Brent here from Learn Jazz Standards, real musicians just like you learn how to play jazz all while shortening the learning curve no matter what instrument you play. Like I said, special edition of the podcast today. I have a very special guest, our very own member of Team LJS, Brett Pontecorvo. He's our music production manager over here, as well as the community manager of our Inner Circle membership. And we're going to be sharing with you uh, some lessons that we've learned about uh about playing jazz more effectively, about learning faster that we've gathered over the last two years from our inner circle community. And we'll talk a little bit as well about what we've learned about the power of actually learning music, specifically jazz, of course, within community and how powerful it is. So whether you're a member or not, this will be a very valuable um episode for you to take uh, a listen to and just absolutely a lot of things to learn. It's really been so much fun with our Inner Circle membership over the last two years. So honored to be able to celebrate this, as well as, by the way, 3 million downloads or listens, we call them, of this podcast. We recently broke the 3 million mark. So I want to thank all of you podcast listeners for listening to the show, whether you've been listening from the very beginning or you are a new listener. Just absolutely proud to and humbled, honestly, to have so many people listening to the show and do appreciate you. By the way, our LJS Inner Circle membership, if you're interested in checking it out, it's LJS Inner Circle dot com lgs um we've had we have plenty of members that have been around for the entire two years and are loving it and just growing a lot so feel free to check it out lgs all right without further ado let's go ahead and get on brett pontecorvo for our discussion about the six lessons we've learned from our jazz community All right, it's the two-year anniversary of our LGS Inner Circle membership. So to celebrate that, of course, I want to have on the show um, one of the members of Team LGS. He is our music production manager and our community manager in our Inner Circle membership. And that is my good friend, Brett Pontecorvo. So Brett, thank you for being on the show yet again. Appreciate you, my yeah, friend. Yeah, man. So happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this is great. And so to today I want to talk about, we want to talk about these uh, six lessons that we've learned over the last two years from our inner circle community. The things that we've noticed some of our best students in there 
um, what they're doing and how they're improving, but really focusing in on the power of actually um, being in community uh, as as a jazz player. So whether you're uh, one of our inner circle members or not, a lot of these things, uh, I know these six points, I know you're going to find super valuable. Um, again, regardless of whether you're a part of uh, a jazz community of any shape or form, whether it be, you know, an online one like ours, or whether it be going to jam sessions or friends, getting together with friends. Um, but first, Brett, can you tell us a little bit about just generally why you think learning music in a community is a good idea? Yeah, I'm going to make it super simple. If you're wanting to do something, get around the people who are already doing it. Mm. That's that's the answer. If you're wanting to become a, a runner or a jazz musician or whatever it is, like you name the thing, if you want to become that and you want to do it in the fastest, most efficient way possible, and you want to have the most possible fun, get involved with people who are doing that thing. Um, and there's just no better way to do it. Yeah, no, that and that's that literally is the most straightforward, most best answer. There is yeah. the sheer exposure to the environment of being around others is going to propel you forward. Is going to motivate you. You're going to learn more because you're seeing others actually do the thing who are either on the same level as you or who are better than you. Right? It's and so it's so important. And also, I think it's important to point out with jazz is that. Um, all music is, but especially jazz is really a communal music. It's really the point of playing jazz is to go play with other people and improvise with other people and react to other people. So being around a community in general sort of like fits like a glove when it comes to jazz yeah. and learning jazz. So, yeah. And you know, the other thing too is like you kind of catch the identity of what it is, right? Like when you join the community, you become the thing. You don't just learn the thing. You become the jazz musician. You become the thing that you you join because it starts to plug you in with other people. Like It becomes this shared identity around music, shared identity around learning, shared identity around attitude and generosity and lifting other people up, which is just equally powerful, if not even more powerful than the actual community aspect itself. Yeah, 100%. All right, let's move on to these six lessons um, from that we've learned from our jazz community. Um, the first lesson is simplicity scales, okay? Simplicity scales, yep. um, less is more. So, Brett, talk a little bit um, for a second about our jazz standards club that we have in the inner circle. What's kind of the goal of, of this particular aspect? Maybe just explain to those who aren't in the inner circle um, to give them an idea of what it actually is. Yeah, so the Jazz Standards Club is we learn one jazz standard per month, every month. And, it, and that's what it is. So you get your guide tones, you get your chord tones, you get an etude, um, you get an approach tone map. And the concept is if you learn one jazz standard a month, for a year, you will know 12 jazz standards. And a huge part of playing jazz is knowing tunes. Um, so it's it's super powerful because we're learning a tune and we're not just dabbling. We're going deep on one tune, super focusing. We're doing lots of ticks. We're doing transcriptions. We're doing etudes. We're learning the harmony. Most of us um, are learning all or part of it by ear. Um, and then at the end of the month, you have a great result. And at the end of the year, you have a great result. And at the end of two years, you have a great result. And at the end of, I guess, next year, we can say three. But over time, this compounding of learning one song per month 
means you have enough tunes to go out and play at a jam session or play with your friends or whatever you know your personal musical goals are. Right. And the other idea behind it is, you know, now obviously like in in our membership we have lots of courses and a lot of other yeah. things than just that that other people are digesting. But mm-hmm. our most successful ones, the ones that we see doing the best are again just focusing on a few things simplicity scales less is more and so the jazz standards club is is a good example of that um because what often happens is that we end up working on so many different things we're spreading ourselves thin we're not really getting a lot out of just one thing that we're trying to learn and when we have a singularity of focus it allows us to learn and digest material so much better. And especially with jazz, it's like learning a language, right? So having that laser focus is, is really helpful. So that's why we have that framework of the jazz standards club. Um, but again, like also we noticed some of our really successful members who are just really focusing on one course, right? Who is just like, okay, um, for example, we have our jazz blues accelerator course. Like the idea of it is to take a jazz blues into all 12 keys while learning etudes and all the other things that make a great jazz improviser, right? And those who are just really laser focused on getting that result, right, are the ones that at the end of it are getting the best results rather than folks that are jumping everywhere, Would you agree with that? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you think about it, right, like you need space to grow. So if you are piling too many things into your theoretical flower pot, for for lack of a better term, it's really hard to grow. If you have a lot of space to grow, you have a singular focus, you're working on one or two things. I think you share that. Is it the rule of two that you share? Yeah, the the rule of two in the inner circle, yeah. Yeah, then then you're able to really grow. And and the other thing, too, is you're able to actually clock the results you're getting. Like sometimes if you're working on 15 different things, you don't even notice where you've grown. And that, that can be discouraging in and of itself, you know? Right. So number one, simplicity scales, less is more. Um, that's what we've noticed over the last two years among our members is really working for people, both in the way we have the inner circle structured, but also just the choices that these members are making in their practicing. So number two is sharing frequently stimulates forward motion. So number two, sharing yeah. frequently stimulates forward motion. Talk to me a little bit about that. My goodness. I mean, this is the community aspect, right? If you, if you're, yeah, okay, let's say you're posting, you know, three or four times a week. All of a sudden, somebody notices you're posting three or four times a week. They leave a comment. They're looking for your next post. You're in the practice room going, hey, this person is going to be looking out for me. They're going to be looking to see when my next thing goes up. Um, and I think that that in of, of itself is really motivating because you're like, I'm not doing this on my own. Then you're posting on theirs. I think it the sharing frequently builds the type of community support that gives you almost really what we're talking about here is that sense of accountability, right? Right. Like you're you're a member that's posting often. And then when you're going back to practicing, you're not wondering what should I focus on, right? Because yes. you've gotten feedback from maybe you've popped in or I've popped in or a community member has popped in and they're like, Hey, maybe you should um, consider working through this using a metronome or maybe you should pull your eighth notes closer towards center. Um, And then when you go to the practice room, you have a a very specific new focus based off of a recent practice session. 
Right. Um, yeah. And, so, to, and to back it up just a little further, especially for our non-Inner Circle members, like you've been using the word posting. So we're talking about posting oh, yeah. in our particular community. We're talking about a, a forum in which quite we really have an environment within the Inner Circle where we're constantly encouraging folks to post them you know working on a particular uh, i hate to say an assignment but like the a2 that we work on for our jazz standard study for example or post them improvising so that's what we mean is basically sharing your playing it just it happens to be through a community forum in our uh in our membership infrastructure but everything you said 100 percent and one thing psychologically I've noticed is with those who are posting frequently in our community, sharing their progress frequently, they're really getting the sense of accomplishment over and over and over again, right? Because it's almost like a mini goal. It's kind of like, oh, hey, I'm going to post my first week's progress improvising over this new jazz standard, right? So here it is, right? Okay, I feel good about that now. Ooh, my goal is to learn half of this etude that this this solo, so I can improve my jazz improvisation. I'm going to post that, and so people who are doing that, they're they're creating these mini projects for themselves, which is psychologically, it's triggering that dopamine response of I'm accomplishing something more, 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 more. Right? So it creates this um, motivational loop for someone. Um, and the last point I'll make as well is you are allowing for more growth opportunities when you're sharing what you're doing more often. Cause like you were alluding to before you're talking, you're getting the opportunity to get more feedback from other people in your jazz community. You're getting more opportunity for professionals in your jazz community to give you feedback. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, those are a few things that I, I would also say along the lines of the, of that point. Yep, 100%. Awesome. Let's go to number three. So number three is those who give often receive more. Those who give often receive more. Talk to me about that one. Oh, man. Well, it's just in everything, right? It's like we do episodes and we talk talk about stuff and I'm like, this is just life, man. This isn't music. This is... Right. This this is the way it works. But but obviously, I mean, it is also music. But... um, Okay, I'll, I'll tell this little story from the, the inner circle, which I think really illustrates this well on kind of a, a larger level. Um, one of the members um, had to like step out of the community temporarily to deal with some health stuff, and somebody noticed from the inner mm-hmm. circle in a different continent. Mm-hmm. To me, I'm like, that only happens because those people were commenting and talking to each other so much that when one of them was no longer there, they noticed. Right. Um, and, you know, and it goes to say, like, those two people, like, um, when they post in the inner circle, there are, I mean, I wouldn't say it's an understatement to say 30 to 40 comments on their posts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I go to post on other people's comments, I wouldn't say it's an understatement to say that 50 to 60% of the posts I'm commenting on, they got to before I did. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, they're, they're, they're just on it. So I think, um, you know, the, the people who are, are going out there, like, you know, people, know, people remember your name, right? They like, remember the vibe you bring. They remember what you bring to the table. And then when they're going to work on something, the vibe you left them with, the generosity you left them with is what's in the front of their head. Um, so you just end up getting back 
I mean, just exponentially more than than you put in almost always, but certainly in this context. Right. Absolutely. And 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 so again, the idea being that you know, if we're sharing something in a jazz community with the objective of improving our jazz playing, right? I mean, understanding that the context of this conversation is that we believe that community is powerful for learning jazz. Like, if we want others to give us feedback and encouragement to help us in our journey in learning music and learning jazz, it is abundantly clear, as you just gave that great example, that those who are constantly giving almost more than they receive end up receiving a ton. Um, And it's not to call out any certain members or anything like that, but there are some members that um, perhaps don't do this as much and don't get as much feedback as they'd like to. But um, so it's, it's always, obviously it's like you said, it's like a life thing too. It's like always a good idea to give more than you're receiving. So, all right, let's go to number four. And this is, wow, this is a really important one. Number four, yeah. uh, one that I've really noticed in a lot of our, our successful members, a willingness to fail. And I have that in quotation marks, a willingness to fail brings freedom. A willingness to fail brings freedom. Your thoughts. Yeah, we, before we can like transform into where we're going, we have to be where we are. And in jazz, that means sometimes you just don't sound like Herbie Hancock right away. So if you're willing to step out there and share your attempts at becoming that thing, um, you're going to be able to transform faster. It's like you can't you can't grow in a shell. Like You have to come out and be where you are. Um, yeah, because you just learn faster. I, Brent, we, like, we both just had babies in the in the last year right mm-hmm. i'm like you're like a baby has literally no shame about learning anything right at, but like look at how quickly a kid develops i mean it's like every couple of weeks there's a milestone obviously there's like brain stuff going on but i'm like my kid's trying so hard to crawl he's literally falling on his face several times a day right literally but like is he going to learn how to crawl quickly Yes. Can you imagine if he only did that, like only tried to learn to crawl when no one was looking? Like after he read all the books about how how to crawl? (laughs) Yeah. It's maybe not the most direct example, but I'm like, yeah, that's that like vulnerability is so um, directly tied to human development just in every single way from the very beginning of life. Um, so I think it's no different when we're trying to learn jazz, like being where you are is so important. And I think this is a super, super, super important point. And it's a hard one for people to get over. Um, yeah. because I mean, we've, I'm, I'm sure you've experienced it. I've experienced it, you know, in, uh, in a lot of things in life, we don't like to look bad, right? We don't like to fail. Yeah. Of course, for some reason with, with music and especially improvising, I've noticed like, the vulnerability of it, like we really don't, our egos kick in. We really don't want to look bad in front of other people. We really desperately want to sound good, even though we don't necessarily have all the skills yet to sound the way we want to sound. And honestly, this is where a lot of people get stuck. They just cannot get over the fact that they're going to have to sound, again, quote unquote bad before they start mm-hmm. sounding good. And that's usually where people drop off. I would say that's that's probably where like 75% of people drop off is like, you know what? I'm just not willing to stick it through. And the reason they're not willing to stick it through is because they're not willing to accept 
where they're at right now. Uh, what did you? What was the line you opened up with this about? You said you have to say that again. You have to start. I think it was like you have to be be where you are to get where you're going. Yeah. When you said that, like a, a light bulb went off for me. This is the other thing too. As you're talking, that's coming up in my head. Is I'm like, it's the difference between being rooted in fear versus being rooted in vision or being being rooted in like the belief that you can get where you're going like when you can't be vulnerable it's like that's rooted in this fear of am i not good enough is my playing not good enough is my whatever right not good enough right when you're grounded in that you can't go anywhere you're stuck Uh, but in the moment you come out of fear and you come into being sufficient where you are then you can get where you're going, which I guess I'm repeating myself here. But I think it's important, like if you are listening to this, and you're like, yeah, I actually do have a really hard time doing that. Like, check your fear a little bit. Be like, is it the fear of not looking as good as I want to be? Is it the fear of being embarrassed? Like, did somebody say something to you after you played a solo that now makes you afraid to solo? Like, mm. you know, it's be a good a good time to check check your fear a little bit to be like, what what boundaries do I have that are stopping me even from being vulnerable? Right. And our most yeah. successful members, like they're posting, they're playing where they're at now, yeah. often in the community, yeah. like literally not perfect. Literally some people like do like, again, for those who do our jazz standards club, where we study one jazz standard a month, sometimes people go, here's my week one. And the reason they post yeah. their week one is because they want to post their day 30 later yeah. to see where do they come from later. So literally they're like, exposing themselves and being like, this is it. And, but the fact that they do that, well, a, it gives us the opportunity to possibly be able to say, Hey, here's one thing that you could probably try doing, or here's a question I want to ask you so that you can try to figure out the answer for yourself. And then it allows other people to say, Hey, great job. Here's something you could try or, Hey, just great job. You're, you're doing the thing, which helps you continue to do the thing. Right. And so though though our most successful members are doing that, They, they are, they are posting their, their, their successes, their, again, I put it in quotes, failures. It's like almost like it failures doesn't exist, right? Um, yeah. Because the failure in it itself is the, is the growth opportunity. It's like literally the only way you can learn how to get better is if you fail. Um, you could read mm-hmm. every music theory book. You could listen to every jazz recording. Um, but until you actually go out into the real world, even just simply exposing what you're playing and doing and sharing it, that's where you're really going to learn the nuances of how, of how to play jazz. So, yep. um, all right, let's go to number five. And that is uh, celebrating small wins matters. So celebrating yep. small wins matters. Yeah. Yeah, man, dude, it's such an attitude issue, right? Like the, the people who are able to say, I did this and it was cool. I did this and it was fun. Yesterday I couldn't do this thing and today I could. Those are the people who have the longevity to run the race to actually get where they want to go. And I think time and time again, we see people, we see both spectrums, right? Like, um, you know, there's, I actually can't even remember which person this was, but I remember somebody being like, um, here's this 15 minute video of me playing one chorus and not even an improv, the melody. It was, it took me 15 minutes to get through the melody of this song. And they wrote, my win was I found all of the notes. Yeah. I can tell you who's still a member. That guy is still a member. That guy's still on the journey. 
Yeah. You know, and by the way, it's not taking 15 minutes anymore. Right. And, and that post probably wasn't even that long ago. Might have been five or six months. Um, so these little wins, I think, shift your mind from like staring at the mountain of things you could learn or growth you could have to like, well, what did you actually gain today? Um, it, it, it takes what you've done and says, Hey, this is enough. This is good. Um, and then it makes you feel good. And when you feel good, you keep going as opposed to like, every time I practice, I feel horrible about myself. Well, then you don't want to practice anymore. You know, right. I li- just yeah. There literally was one member the other week who said that they're like the, the, the big win for them. Again, it, it was a small win, but a big win yeah. for them was it was a small thing rather but it was a big win for them was i listened more intentionally to the recordings that i'm listening to yeah i was more mindfully listening to actually what they're playing rather than going on autopilot right because they're trying to learn jazz right that's huge right that that little shift is huge and so definitely all the time, our, our most successful members, we're seeing them celebrate those small wins. We're seeing them like, and, and again, it's, this is all psychology. Like the more yeah. you're celebrating the little things, the, the more you're going to stay motivated. Right. Um, and like, you know, for me, I like to celebrate with food. So it's like, if I learn a jazz solo, I'm getting some pizza and a beer, right? That's what I'm doing. That's- so you can... <laughs> Is it too early for that now? Because uh, it sounds pretty good. Ah, ten thirty in the morning. It's five o'clock somewhere, <laughs> right? I don't know. Um, yeah. So, so celebrating the small wins definitely does matter. Let's let's uh, let's go to the last one, number six. Oh wow, this one, oh, man, this one has been a revelation. Collaboration creates motivation. Collaboration yeah. creates motivation. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah. <clears throat> you know. When you play with other people, you know, now you have this like sense of responsibility, right? Um, but when you play with people who are like really in your corner, like now you have this drive. Like when, when you play with people who are really for you, it goes from like having this responsibility to like know your tunes to like, gosh, I want to make, you know, Global Jazz Works recording 10 sound best possible ever and so do these 10 other people and and you start to really feel a sense of pride in what you create with other people um yeah. you probably have a lot to say about this i mean I, like you, I, you've done a lot of playing a lot of collaboration like i do there been a you are like overwhelmingly motivated by the people you're playing with like every time like all the time <laughs> yeah. unless of course yeah. the negative side kicked in where i was like Oh, I, uh, I want to be, yeah. I'm not as good as that person and blah, 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 blah. But right. When that doesn't exist though, then 100% playing with other musicians, collaborating with them on projects and things like that. It, it, again, it gives you a project. It gives you a goal. It gives you something to do and it helps you feed off of that creative energy that they have. Like if you've ever, if you've ever gotten bored of your playing before, which all of us have, right. Yeah. It's because you're just playing with your, like you're just playing by yourself, right? It's just, just doing your, you're hearing yourself play and that's it. But when you're doing it with other people, different things happen. Um, I always give this example of, you know, I've played hundreds and hundreds of gigs, like hundreds of them. And there are 
far more gigs that are not like mountaintop musical moments than there are the ones that are. But the ones that are those musical mountaintops are where I transcended and the other members transcended what I thought was capable for myself and each other for the music to be created, right? Like we transcended that where I don't know, Brett, you've probably experienced this before. We're like, you're playing a song and all of a sudden you, when your song's over, it's as if you woke up from a dream, right? Yeah. Like yep. as if you're like, like you, you're, you literally, your, your brain was trans transported somewhere else to where the music was just happening. It's like an out of body experience is like the best way to maybe describe it where somehow the energy of all the musicians is vibing and it's happening and you're not in like, you've forgotten about sounding good or any of that crap. You're just playing. Right. Um, and that could never happen. It doesn't happen often by yourself. It usually happens with other people where that energy aligns and you end up playing like that. Um, and for a little context, again, for our non-members, the way that this happens for our members in the inner circle is they actually do recording projects with each other. So they'll be working on different tunes um, together and they'll be like, Hey, I'm a guitar player and you're a bass player. Let's do a recording project together. Or, Hey, some, some, some of them, like we've literally had a, a LGS inner circle orchestra, like where there was like a whole, basically a band, big band recording, or there's like quartets and stuff like that, that are like recording projects because obviously they can't actually, like a lot of the members do have friends locally they play with or jam sessions, but you know, that's how it manifests itself in the inner circle. So I mean, yeah, what, what more? I could, I could say so much about this, but, but well, I mean, projects also just makes learning music fun, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And having something that like, you know, the, like collaboration on a project or on a song or whatever, like, <clears throat> I think it, it really, a project is so specific that it feels possible. Right. Like when you have a project you're working on with a group of people, it's not a nebulous idea that's not well defined. Like it is a defined thing that you are doing. And when something feels approachable, you are more likely to work on it than when something feels not approachable and too out there. And when you're by yourself in your own brain with all of the ideas and aspirations that you have, it's sometimes hard to get out of your own way and get into you know, kind of a judgment-free zone where you can transcend for, for lack there of a better term, like um, the specificity of a collaboration produces something that is easy enough to work on that you find it enjoyable. And, and yeah, and that in and of itself is super motivating, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So just a little quick, quick uh, recap there. So number one is simplicity scales, less is more. Number two is sharing frequently stimulates forward motion. Number three, those who give often receive more. Number four, a willingness to fail, quote unquote, brings freedom. Five, celebrating small wins matters. And six, collaboration creates motivation. Brett, thanks for joining me for this one. Do appreciate you, my friend. Uh, We'll see you back on the show soon. All right, that's all for today's show. Thanks for checking it out today. Again, thanks for joining me for a special edition of the podcast, celebrating the two-year anniversary of our Inner Circle membership. Of course, if you aren't a member of the Inner Circle and you think, hey, actually, maybe all this stuff sounds like it could be worth a shot, 
then feel free to go to ljsinnercircle.com and check it out. I mean, there's a lot of information about the membership. So if you're like, hmm, I don't know, there's a lot of information on that page that'll just talk about what it is and, you know, the different benefits. Um, we'll even, we'll even tell, there's even a part of the page that says if it's not for you, right? So, um, check it out, ljsinnercircle.com. Would love to have you join us and, uh, join our amazing jazz community. Okay. So we're going to be coming out with another, uh, great episode of the podcast, the quick win episode this upcoming Friday. So make sure that you're subscribed wherever you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Apple podcasts, you name it. And we'll see you back then. Cheers, my friends. Bye. Thanks for listening to the LJS podcast brought to you by learnjazzstandards.com. Subscribe to the series on iTunes and don't forget to join our jazz community at learnjazzstandards.com forward slash newsletter. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. Learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.